six years ago. Yes, and uh, the last time I I made new thobes was. He went hijri. Because how far back? I'll, let you know. I'll, I'll tell you the reason. I'll, I'll tell you the reason. I'll tell you the reason. Because I have thobes that are that don't fit me. So I have to look at the tag oh, like, wow. okay, this is the correct edition. <laughs> so you know the timeline of your life based on thiab and sizes. Yes. Mashallah. Hey, welcome back to Kamsa. <laughs> what's happening? What's popping? Episode 201. I got the homie. Oh, it's your boy Adam. What's happening? What's good? Yeah, I got Tuxar behind Hello. me. I got uh, the Volkswagen up. I'm going to see Shams is right next Yo. to me. I got listener number one in the building. Pass the caps on all socials. Child. Oh, yeah. Again, he's, he's giving y'all, what'd you call it? Engagement. Call to action. <laughs> Call to action. Call to action. That's not the, the kind of engagement they want. On all the social. Yeah. The most awkward engagement. Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, Kulu. Thank you for joining us. I appreciate y'all. We want to start like light and just do random things. And then later on, we'll get to Palestine. Mm. I don't want to start with Palestine because yeah, we might be there for the whole day. And uh, I really want to give it the respect it deserves. Also, I don't want us to be so down and go into jokes. It looks really yeah, weird. No, no. All right. So let's just start with, you know, normal. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? Hey. How's y'all week? I, I, <laughs> I, saw, I saw one of the worst movies I remember seeing in a long while. Mm-hmm. Turks. What? You saw The Exorcist, the original one, I assume. Way yeah, back. Yeah. Yeah. You would describe it as a classic horror movie, correct? Yeah. It is the, cl- yes. well, not the what, classic, but yeah. what, classic genre. What made it scary? I I would assume good cinematography, subtlety. Yep, true. Not Checks out so far. Subtlety was it? Was it subtle? Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah, 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 yeah. They there was a slow build up. Okay, slow burn. Yeah, and yeah. They didn't go over the top. They didn't have to show you everything. Yeah, you know, suspense, yeah. costumes, and makeup. I'm guessing we're on point. As well. Yeah, of course. and yeah. it, it very much, effects. it very yeah. much leaned into its religious component. Like, yo, this is a Catholic movie. Yeah, you know? and then it became. A- I saw, I saw, the sequel, uh, Exorcist Believer or some shit. One oh, of the sequels. The newest sequel. Yeah, but since I, they've released like a yes, good five yes, or ten. This movies. is the newest sequel. Why? Okay. Because money. So. <laughs> The sequel is that, okay, what was the exorcist about? Okay, it was a white girl that was possessed by a demon. Okay, what are we going to do? Okay, how about two girls that are possessed by a demon and one of them is black? Mashallah. And okay, the the last one was Catholic. How about we, we do all the religions together? Like the, Avenge, the Avengers of exorcism. What? <laughs> because demons don't discriminate. And, and let's get the old star of the first movie. And like, she's like the cop that has to come oh, out of the no. retirement to save oh, them. Oh, no. It was like the most cynical cash grab. I, I, I could see the, the director's notes. Okay, they have to take this box, this box, this box. It was one of the biggest wastes of time I saw. And it's it, like when they made those... Uh, a female version of all the movies. The yeah, like Ocean's Ghostbusters. 8, Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, like I do not remember. Ghostbusters were kind of fun though. I didn't see it to be honest, so I can't, I'm not going to judge. It's, it's, but it was the same idea. Like you know the story, but you can go watch it again yeah, for some weird reason. Uh, like it kind of hit me like, yo guys, make new shit. Like uh, move on past the 90s and 80s. Yeah. Really? In the reboot era? Exactly. Go I mean, past the reboot hasn't, era. Hasn't, hasn't that been the trend of the movie industry recently? Like, I'm yeah. glad they've got, they're finished with the writer's strike, hopefully. They did? Yeah. They yeah. just signed like, an agreement like, like a couple two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah. 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 What happened? They're getting paid. 
Finally. The and, writers? Yes. Wow. Supposedly. And, Supposedly. and yeah. no AI. No not, AI. Not yet. Yes. Not that's yet. for the actors. That's we when get... the actors tagged along and like, yeah, we're striking. No AI. Okay, that's what we want. No, but see, I, I saw the creator a couple of weeks ago, and that was a great movie in terms of like original content that is 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 done in a nice, tasteful way. Uh, it had the same uh, leading actor as Tenet, David Washington, George David Washington, something like that. Yeah, uh, very sci-fi, very cyberpunk. Um, has a lot to do with AI, actually. So, uh, yeah, you guys, I think, can still watch it, but it 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 brings together that old AI. Uh, cyberpunk feel that you got from Blade Runner, you know? Yeah, I, I saw the, the trailers. Like, it looks like, oh, something original, finally. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. And it didn't get that much attention because, hey, The Exorcist, whoa, this looks like a good movie because the old like, one was good. The They they prey on that. That's the, the problem. The only, the only real film that I remember that I saw in the last few years that, yo, this is, this is some cinema-ass cinema, even though I don't like the director, is Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer is great. Yeah, that was a great cinema going movie, experience. Yeah. Like, Khas, ah, finally, like something that isn't Marvel bullshit. Well, oh, we got used to that uh, formula. I mean, even action movies nowadays, they have to be comedy. They have to be. They have to hit all the the, the Marvel tropes. There's a new Equalizer that just came out. I didn't see that third one. Yet. one. Yeah, and yeah. John Wick has that's been that's been also a successful you know movie uh, yeah. genre franchise. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they have a TV show now that came out. It's running. So now, they yeah. are building on that universe. But again, it goes back to the old franchises that hit once upon a time keep keep coming back into relevance. Speaking of entertainment, I want to ask you a question. Ask us. Uh, should I start playing Assassin's Creed, the new one, no. or Cyberpunk? I'd say play, I'd say I'd say play Cyberpunk like Assassin's Creed. Like, did you play the first one? Yeah, it, which I loved. Yeah, it's basically that. If you if you have the nostalgia for it, go for it. So uh, both. Yeah, well, sure. Why not? Flusik. It's in it's in Baghdad, which is an interesting setting. And that's what I love about it. They're going back to their like original. Ori- original. Explain to people what Assassin's Creed. By the Assassin's way. Creed is a game where you jump into the uh, ancestral memory. Of your uh, 2D, 2D already. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you play a you play a character that goes yeah. back in time. In so you jump places. into like yeah, uh, you start like reliving your ancestors' memories in in ancient eras. I don't know Egypt, the Viking era. Uh, what else did they use? Uh, I think oh uh, Renaissance, the Crusades at some point. Yeah, yeah. You know? There's like 8 million DLCs for that game. Yeah. There is a pirate one. There's a pirate one. There's yes. a pirate one, which seems fun. It, it was. Yeah, it, it, was. Is it was a very was fun game. That was four. They're up to like 12 now. Yeah. 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 It is wild. And now they are going back to Baghdad. It's the first time they do an Arab world version. No, uh, the first one. Full, was fully Arab, Arabic yeah. game, by the way. There's Done language perfectly. And dialogue. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, that's an interesting area. I'm glad they, yani, they're, they're going that yep. direction, at least. And yani, you're giving exposure to Arab culture in a different way. And with a big... Uh, yeah, through gaming of Baghdad in the what, <laughs> what year? Uh, well, back Ma- in the day. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, yeah, this exactly. is OG Baghdad. This yeah. is like Karol Rashid yeah. times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pre- yeah. The game Pre- starts with previously on Baghdad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is, you know, the, this is pre-Mongolian times. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Is it pre- <laughs> the good times. The good times, yeah, the good yes. Time. When it was still, you know... Thriving as a cosmopolitan city. Well, I appreciate boys for Giving updating you. everyone about the latest trends in entertainment. Yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. I zoned out. I know. I, I noticed. And he was still talking about the same movie. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how Dude, long no, he was yeah. talking it about really it. It really bothered him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously. I mean, 
shouldn't go to the cinema anymore. I don't like wasting my time, goddammit. Thank you, I appreciate well, that. You did, but you wasted my Waste darts. <laughs> yeah. I guess you must hurt with me. Uh, you know, it's positive when you have friends like us. <laughs> like, you know, you, you'll know that you'll be successful in life. The tests are positive. Yeah. <laughs> the tests are positive. <laughs> On all the spectrums. <laughs> anyway, I want to do uh, a quick rewind mm. to an ancient podcast mm. called Pasta Capsa. Mm. And one of the first uh, 100 episodes. Mm. Mm. When we discussed during the time of the Kovish, mm. uh, Kovish is because uh, YouTube is gonna mm. annoy us, mm. but y'all know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, the the Hachu disease, oh, yeah, yeah, the Hachu mm. disease back in the older days <laughs> of staying home. So, we did an episode where Shamsi got on his knees. I remember it clearly, mm. Mm. yeah, y'all don't remember. He does that all, he doesn't remember. Yeah. I remember yeah. it. He keep, keep, going, keep going, keep going. Turks just back me on this one, right? Malik, because you weren't here. And he was like, guys... Uh, yeah, you were taking your meds back then. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You didn't exist in our head yet. <laughs> so, Shamsi was on his knees saying, guys, believe me, the world's going to be different from now on. And we're like, yo, Shamsi, relax. He's like, no, you start crying. And he was like, Ooh. and he put his hands together like yeah, this. Emotion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It was raining indoors. Do you, do you remember, yeah. was, was it that cat in, uh, what's the name of that movie, that Disney movie? Was it a Pixar or Disney movie? What Alice in Wonderland? Uh, no, it's in, uh, Puss in Shrek. Boots. Yeah, there you go, Shrek. Uh, yeah, mm. when he was like all begging with the big eyes. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was Champs. He's yeah. saying, "Guys, believe me, it's different. Yeah, life is gonna change. Maybe I'm different this time." And then he spent a, a good, I think, six to eight episodes reminding us with tears dropping down his eyes. Every day. Oh, I remember yes. this uh, every day. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, talking I remember about this. The world is different today. Yes. Kumbaya, I started yoga. Mm. <laughs> Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. I was walking in the farm. Remember that? Yoga. Remember that? So now I want to I I go back. Mm. Crypto was And I want to ask you, Shamsi, mm. after all those tears that were shed mm. and those nights that you never slept, mm. holding her picture in mind. So... Doing the, doing the poses. <laughs> doing the poses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. How do you see the world today now that we're like beyond it? Mm. Yeah, not that different, unfortunately. Yes, yeah! Uh, you could make the argument that it's kind of worse. <laughs> yeah. I mean, arguably, it is, actually. What I want to know, the reason I'm, I'm going back to this, is because I was having this great conversation with someone who is very intellectual, unlike us. Mm. And we were discussing that. Mm. Not you. Mm. He doesn't know you. Okay. I said intelligent. Okay. okay. So he doesn't do poses. Then. <laughs> he doesn't do poses. <laughs> okay. He doesn't walk in parts. Okay. <laughs> so we have that conversation. He was like, "I do not understand the amount of belief that people still have in humanity." I mean, which is super strong. I mean, it's 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 okay. Go on. What's what was his argument? Well, his argument is that when we look out the window. Like we, we spent most of our life on social media now saying vibes, energy, mm. you know, life, beautiful, mm. uh, touch grass, mm. you know, eat healthy, mm. go gym, journal, journal, <laughs> and we keep trying to spread that message, but no one is actually following it in everyday life. You do not really follow it. Yeah. And life became so busy and hectic that if someone goes through something bad, you don't care because you're going through something bad. True. Do you know desensitized. What, Ooh, that's, do you a, know that's what, a hard Do you know what that's argument. called? Yeah. yeah. That? That's called selection bias. Fair. Which, which means? Because basically, listen, I am doing the vibes and energy. The people around me are doing vibes and energy. And my environment is vibes and energy. So I assume 
and I will extrapolate it further, the world is becoming more vibes and energy. Because, because of what I see. Because what I see in my bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But honestly, like, tell that to, I don't know, like a... a a tribesman in Kashmir who lives on 20 cents a day. Like, tell him that your avocado smoothie is making your gut health better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, again, don't you think that social media is a world on its own? Yes. Right? Yes. And it's you're, the universe. It's literally its own thing. Mm-hmm. And so when you get caught up in it, you kind of believe and think that the world is like that. Because that hashtag is strong and the algorithm is pushing that hashtag. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then all of your feed is about, you know, what vibes and energy and what beautiful life is. Cute cats. Look at them. Exactly. Do you, do you know what they call people who aren't online? Normies. Normies. <laughs> the disconnected. No, no. They call them normies because they're normal. And they don't understand that your memes and bullshit is, is uh, n- not known by the vast majority of people online. No, but see, we're talking about a bigger thing. We're talking about the state of the world and the state of how people relate to each other, given, you know, everything going on from from the way you work to the way you live to to, to what you consume. It's all dependent on who you follow and the algorithm and what is surfaced to you. Honestly, if you live in your part of the world and your habits will inform your online and social behavior. So you're not really being as opened up to the rest of the world as you think, unless you make that effort. The majority of people don't make that effort. But can we all agree that there's going to be no peace at one time in life? No. I mean... We can agree on that. There's, yeah. there's, yeah. there's never going to be peace. Looking at human history, there's been very, very few years when you, you would call peaceful years, and that's when no major wars happened where people didn't kill each other in large numbers. Yeah, but at the same time... Okay, see, I'm not even looking at it as killing people in large numbers. That's what I'm saying. Stability. So, I'm, not, I'm not even looking at that. I'm looking at exactly that stability. No, things, there will always be reasons for people to have conflict with each other, whether it's territorial, whether it's it's based on resources, whether it's based on ideology. You know, people have always found a reason to disagree with one another. Because that's just our nature as humans. Yes. Yes, human you know, nature is us and Exactly. Other, so that's when, why we need religion. When, no, um, we, that's, that's another conversation. True. When I, COVID first happened, oh, we're demonetized. Oh no, like mm. we were going to make money. And anyway, Kovish. when Kovish first happened, mm. right? The thing, like, even if you like go back to the episodes, we talked about this. It was the shock of what the world did to take medicine away from each other. Mm. The human instinct of fuck everyone, That's I'm important, yep. showed up. And, and it's been latent. And at the same time, it didn't show up between people alone. It showed up between governments. Nations. Yeah. You know, like there you are. No, this medicine is coming to me first mm. before anything else. And that's just one example of a global, you know, problem that everybody had to deal with. And exactly. That, and mm. that kind of And no you. one had control over it. Yeah. And that showed you how different yeah, governments would sh- act shows differently. You, it shows and you, how humans would act differently. It, yeah. shows, it shows you that values and principles of the liberal world order... When push comes to shove, like, yeah, no, forget that. I got me in mind. Well, because there are deeper the, war forces at play the, here. The other example that uh, that is worth mentioning, when Russia-Ukraine happened, and you had Russian businessmen who had their assets abroad. Yeah. Legally, under the legal process, businesses, whatever. And they were taken away from them. Basically, they said, ah, we're going to take your shit. Yeah. Uh, because we can. And they did. And they did. 
And like, yo, they disrespected every single law that they set forth saying, yo, these are the law. This is how we function as a human society. And then when it came, because it, they when made, something bothered them, they started to bend all of that. Exactly. Because they made the laws and because we make the laws. Oh, yeah. We'll it just, does apply to us. Yeah, we'll just happen to ignore it here in this situation. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's sweep it under the carpet, basically. Yeah, we're, we're going to make saying uh, free Palestine is a crime and lecture you on free, free speech. Didn't France do that? France, yes. Germany. Yeah, UK, Germany. UK. And, and UK is lost, bro. No, but so no, you look at it, let's say the general trend of the past 40 years, right? You know, the Cold War ended, people thought, you know, the world is going in a better place. You know, democracy is happening, hooray. Economic liberalism happening, hooray. And then you end up going to the thousands and you have a lot of countries around the world that followed that path now facing issues because of the global recession, because of everything else going on. Yeah. And then do you ask yourself, okay, so are we really on an upward trend given everything happening in terms of climate change, given in terms of migration all the uh, and the conflicts or not. You know what that means, Shamsi? Mm. That means that freedom ain't free. And not, not just that. Does it, um, the question well, freedom I, just doesn't exist. Freedom in that context, the political context, doesn't really matter when you're getting paid 20 cents a fucking day. Exactly. Your, you know, and, and, and not being able to make ends meet, you know, nor does it matter when you're dealing with people coming at you with guns every other day, taking your sheep or whatever you're, you know, growing. But you don't grow sheep. <laughs> no, no, but, <laughs> you raised let, let him believe it. Let him believe it. Taking. No, I wanted to let it go. Okay, why'd you? I couldn't. I couldn't. I had to. I wanted to see where he's gonna go with this. There's another argument that says uh, you look at places like India, places like China, and okay, yes, out of a billion people, there used to be 800 million living in poverty. Now there's like 400 million. Doesn't that mean things are better for the world as a whole, as an aggregate? You know, and then actually, you can you can just look at food supply. At one point, we thought we're all gonna die. There's not gonna be enough food for the world. Now there's too much food because we're so good at making it. But at the same time, not everybody's getting the food they need because that's hey, a, exactly, that's a different resource allocation yeah. under capitalism means that that chocolate. But is it really capitalism? That, ch that chocolate had a little bit of. Slavery. I mean, listen, if I, as a U.S. company, I'm letting you know. Uh, Fruit supplies go to go to rot because in 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 in, uh, in my farms because you know I don't want to drop the price down and people are still starving. Then yes, it is capitalism. It is resource allocation at the end of the day. Yeah, but again, you're talking about one country. I'm giving an example here. Yeah, you know uh, that's why I'm not looking in the same way you're looking. I'm looking at it as a whole. Yeah, here's the thing: the the problem with the quote unquote liberal world order is that it's supposed that there exists a single unifying universal set of values that people can adhere to. Be greedy. Not not that specifically, <laughs> but the reality is that there is no such thing as universalism. There are universalisms. China has its own thing. India has its own thing. The Muslim world has its own thing. Oh, like when we, remember when we were talking about the metaverse when it first came out? Mm -hmm. We're like, every country is going to have its own metaverse. They're not going to allow you to just have one metaverse for everybody to hang out in. No, it just, doesn't work that way. It's just different ways of looking at the world at the end of the day. That's the basic building block of all of this. The lens that, you know, you get born and live in the UK is different than the same lens that somebody's born living in China. We can all agree that in life, we're never going to be one one world. Nope. Who's saying the one world, the Turks? What? Who's saying the song for one world? Michael Jackson. We are the world. No, we, we are, are the, the children. World. We are the world. We are the children. That's Michael Jackson mm. and, yeah. and uh, hundred thousand other people. And plus forty. Yeah. yeah. And there was another one called One World. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Mm. One love. 
Uh, I think it was Black Eyed Peas. I think uh, that's even worse. I'm <laughs> featuring <laughs> Justin Timberlake. <laughs> no, that's even worse, bro. There was one mic but then by Nas. <laughs> so there's one mic by Nas. Yeah. Are we going through the ones now? Say, you know? Yeah, I think Fergalicious for is the answer to World Peace. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you stop. <laughs> but what I was trying to say, now I lost my train of thought. We will never have the whole world come under one umbrella and say, hey, we're all going to work together. But I think in a world like today, the only thing that should come together universally, <laughs> as they want to call it, where they have everybody together in one thing, it just has to be science and technology. And, and, e- and, the, and economic trade. That's, that's something. That's something that's always going to happen. Everyone has something, the other one doesn't have, they're all going to trade. Yeah, but, but the uh, one thing that the whole world collectively should be putting money into together Size, technology, wow. healthcare, and so on, and so on, and so on. Wow, but yeah. see, that's the key in, word you in said whose together. Favor. Yeah, exactly. In whose favor? Exactly. That's why I said the whole world. So in everybody's favor. Exactly. Ah, but there are profits. But that's intelligence. Things. Well, that's the thing. If you, are, I'm not saying go let big pharma be the people who lead this. Mm. No, it's I, bro. You created the UN. You created all these things. You can create an entity that the whole world can go behind, where it serves everybody else. Well, there. <sighs> I would, I would the say the problem with all of that mm. is I know what you're trying to get to. It's going to be the oversight. Who's going to say I have oversight? That's one part of it. Yes, and that's know? what's going to be the problem. That's one part of it, and the other part of it is the, the the very nature of what we're talking about. You know, the nature of the modern world that we live in today is that always going to go back to the rational self-interest of okay, no, mine, Hagiana. Exactly. I want the U.S. to be dominant. I want China to be dominant. Whoever else, you know, there- and I do agree there needs to be that logical over you know kumbaya kind of sense of hey this is for all of us let's just pool all of our resources and we build this is all not of us politics this is yeah not they, they, it needs to have exactly. that it doesn't there, need to have there, would that ever happen there though? is a problem though because the cultural war bullshit is already starting to bleed into the stem fields in the western world the example I w- I always come back to. It's always been there. I would say. Yeah. No, no, it's getting especially the last twenty years. They're they're making inroads now. And the example that I like to use that as a former fat ass, mm-hmm. former, if, yes, former, still on the inside. As far as you know, listeners, <laughs> exactly. Ladies and gentlemen, by the way, number one is gorgeous. He's buff. <laughs> yes. You know, he's got pecs. He's very tall. Sixteen of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, as a former, he's fat the blue guy in the watch. Anyway, yes. yeah. as, as they call uh, him Mr. Swinging. Yeah, Hold on. <laughs> the blue guy. I'm talking about the blue guy. Can I, can I make no, my no, point? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> he's the blue guy's guy. Uh, basically, he's his type. <laughs> Anyway, you know, <laughs> so as as a former fat ass, mm-hmm. if I was born, I want to say twenty <laughs> years later, I would yeah. have I would have been roped into the quote unquote body positivity movement that you can be quote unquote healthy at any size. <laughs> oh yeah, and honestly, like they're making inroads. Well, there's in a the, theory. Ew. Yes, <laughs> there's a theory. Yes, like now they're they're trying to make. Obesity not to be classified as a health concern. Yeah, because it saves us a lot of money from trying to help people. Ah, insurance companies. That's yes, their that's bro. Their that's, play. That's, that's the play right there. Yo, you're, you're beautiful, bro. I know that you, your blood you're like, pressure through <laughs> 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 the roof. <laughs> like, I know diabetes <laughs> killing your leg, but you're gorgeous, <laughs> queen. <laughs> that's the play, bro. Let's save our healthcare for the for the skinnies. That is so fucking <laughs> cynical, by the way. It's just and terrifying. tell me, tell me how. Yeah. 
Shamsi, you dude, saw the wait, healthcare system. Do you not see the look on my face? Do you yes. not see how shook I am now right yeah, now? Shook it's just yeah. clicking. It's just clicking, it's honestly. Just clicking, yes, but man. it makes complete fucking sense. So it's McDonald's. It's McDonald's. <laughs> so it's McDonald's, yeah. It's Big Mac. <laughs> <laughs> the man made the decision. <laughs> the Big oh, Mac wow. made the decision. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, that's that's see, and not just that. Like I was actually thinking. Hold on, it, hold on. Hey, hey, this is called jokes. Yeah, right? <laughs> and this is called a discussion. We still like quarter pounders. And this is what we believe. Yeah. We, we know believe. you have healthy options. <laughs> yeah. uh, like we, we know. We believe that they don't really believe that people are beautiful. They just trying to save some more money for themselves. That big back sauce though. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but again, the way he said it was concerning. Yeah. I know. <laughs> sauce. What do you do with that sauce? <laughs> everything. Everything. <laughs> everything. Yeah. Chips it on. Anyway. Paxio. I got six. No, I, like, I, even the bias in terms of, of race, right? In terms of like the cameras that and, and the algorithms that recognize western white people patterns in 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 and you know infrared doesn't detect black people apparently you know it's oh, yeah. built into the technology How, you've seen that you know? video of like the <laughs> the, the camera the, the, uh, the motion the, sensor uh, they had the hand well uh, the hand soap or like the towel dispenser like white guy puts his hand over there's a worse one than there's that. a camera there's a camera yeah the yeah. xbox remember yeah it doesn't even see yeah. yeah yeah when they brought an nfl player Ooh. And they put the camera on, and like they never tested this before for some weird reason. No, no, there's no, 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 no black no, no. people in the office. Exactly. They did it on everybody around them. White, pasty males. Yes, and it worked. And then so it was on stage, it was revealed. Was it the Xbox 360? It, it wasn't the first one, it was like the second or third one. I think it was the Connect. Yes, Xbox Connect. Yeah. Connect. Yes. It could be yeah. that. Yes. And then so he came on stage and they're trying to turn it on and like it doesn't look right. Yeah. <laughs> Who did? <laughs> I can't see anyone. No. Bro, it was so embarrassing. So bad, bro. So it, was, it was like error, error, too much soul detected. <laughs> okay, that's and, too and, much soul. And, and the same argument can be made for the medical field in terms of, you know, how, how medicines were made for certain segments that don't really, you know, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So it's it's inherently built in that type of bias. So bringing everybody together on yeah, the same table. We don't want to be contaminated by their bias. We want our bias. <laughs> no. no, I think honestly, in terms of making it global, I think it's 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 that's not going to happen. What you can do is make it regional in terms of there are areas, let's say Latin America. At least there's a the, there's a somewhat homogeneous population over there that has a excuse shared you? homogeneous. Yes, yeah. well, yo, what's wrong with you today, bro? Somewhat. Let them I go, said. bro. Okay. <laughs> Not even somewhat. Yeah, no, no. In terms of Latin culture, do you know how much these countries hate each other? <laughs> no, no, no. In terms of, in terms of culture, shared culture, at least. You know, yeah, Allah. it's not even shared culture and values. No, not as well. not even that. It's more like, like shared religion. Yeah, yeah there we go. Yeah. Values part of that. Yeah, but again, barely like. T- Call a Mexican Cuban. I dare you. <laughs> <laughs> I dare you. Okay, and same thing applies at at least you know within the Slavic sphere, and the same thing within the Sinosphere. So there are ways to do that. You know that makes sense. I don't believe it's going to happen because of one thing: we had COVID, and we couldn't come together on it. And that was something that the whole world needed to come together at one point real quick and work together. And you couldn't even do that. So we're going to fail next time it happens. That's basically what I'm trying to tell you indirectly Mm. is that we're always going to be in this dilemma. Domestic. This is why when we were talking about the Ministry of Health during that time, I was like, I'm grateful for our Ministry of Health because I I know I need to listen to them because they care about my health. Mm. They're not trying to sell me a drug. Mm. There are no politics involved. Exactly. They don't want to put me on something for them to make money off of it. Mm. No, they actually, they're restricting a lot of things to come in because of the safety in healthcare people. So it's always going to be that. I, I'm, not, I'm never going to rely. We saw COVID. 
And this, we're going to be the generation that tells other generations when Yo. something happens like this, we'll tell them how the world was. And that we'll tell them that how we actually went through it. You know, exactly. What and when saw. they say, oh, are we coming? They're like, no, no, we're not coming together. Right? We're mm. about to get into fights. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, we're going to be stealing each other's chips. Give me mm -hmm. mandates. That's what's going to be happening. You know, and digital passports. Yeah, well, there once upon a time, Ships with detail. Oh, that was hilarious. That yeah. was funny. We used to leave the box outside. Yeah. For Three COVID days. to die. Yeah. <laughs> let it die. Let it die. Yeah. Right, like it's screaming. I hear it every morning. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> Dude, wow. But I remember spraying things down and got ruined because I sprayed them down, bro. <laughs> you were trying. You were trying, but dude. All of us were yeah, trying. We were fumbling in the dark, honestly, you know. And that's 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 Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. I went to hi into hiding before everyone. Alhamdulillah. That was you want oh, to yeah, stay, yeah. stay home and come on. Well, on to other things. Uh what's the name? The current prince announced uh the new Abhan uh, airport. That yeah, I just incredible. saw that. If y'all did not see the video for it, please it's not on YouTube. I searched for it, couldn't find it. Okay, you're gonna find it on uh all the main accounts, X, Instagram X. and X everywhere. Uh it is a gorgeous airport. Marra. We were discussing it before we started the podcast. And I told Turks because Turks is a somewhat of a, a building guy. So Zinan, I guess. He's an airport man. Uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's not even an open one. Yeah. He's, he's, a, he's a cement guy. He draws lines. Yeah. He's an like, oil man. <laughs> <laughs> Same level, but cement. Yeah. He likes yeah. putting things together. <laughs> he opened AutoCAD once. <laughs> so uh. I think by the time it's done, it's going to be the best looking airport that we have in the country why, why though gorgeous. because it's basically the architecture it's built yeah. to make it seem as part of as natural as exactly. it possibly can be yes. so they used say any very similar building materials as you find in the villages of i Asia. don't think the building materials are similar looking same. similar looking yeah yeah i think yeah, the facade is going to look similar exactly they kept the same look of a traditional building so not a, a, a glass and metal monstrosity yeah. basically no no, it looks no. gorgeous. The, the amount of sunlight that, that comes is beautiful. in. beautiful. And the angles. beautiful, bro. Beautiful it's, it's so authentic. Uh, the entrance is two, two old guys fighting over land. Yeah, I hate you so much. <laughs> Yo. I hate Yo. you so much. And it's also huge. It's it's doubling the number of, tripling the number of flights, I think, from uh, airport capacity will increase to accommodate over thir 13 million passengers annually. Nice. Nearly nine times the current 1.5 million capacity. That tells you the amount of work that's going to happen in Suda mm. and Abha overall. That's, they already started promoting it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they've been, they've been working on it for a while. Yeah. But I think the big projects are, are yet to come. So when Suda launches, it's going to have an airport that actually can accommodate, accommodate all the people, all the tourists are coming in. Mm. I'm still shocked that Al Ula failed to do what Abha did on the airport. In what sense? Al-Ula could have easily done an airport that fits the whole... The natural element. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. The natural, not only that, the scenery of it. Mm. Just as beautiful as when you see mm. the the mirror mm. between the mountains. They could have done something that looks Amazing. beautiful. Well, it takes time. And also, it's well. not that big. Is yeah. it international? No, it's not. It's uh, not no. local. No, but it's a local airport. No, but it does have flights to, to Dubai. No. Al-Ula? Al-Ula doesn't. Al-Ula is not an international airport. I'm pretty sure it does. At least one sure flight to, to Dubai. Anyways, I do not know. I, either way, I know it's not an international airport. I think part of it also takes, you know, the planning that it requires to to come up with the design and be able to actually implement it. It's, it's not something that you know you want to do in a rush. This airport is going to open up. The first phase, at least, is going to do to open up in 2028. So you look at yeah, it. It's and, yeah. yeah, it's an airport. Yeah, it's an airport. I expect that. It was in a, five years to build one airport. Yeah, really. It's an airport. It's an airport. No, bro. What, are you what do you mean? Do you know how many? Let me tip me bet. Bet. 
لحاله 3 years 400 ياخذ منك سنه سنتين بالراحه سنه بنا the amount of alignments that you have to go through for an international airport yeah he worked on an airport You worked on yeah. uh, Khinkhad before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah give us uh, your insight on <laughs> Dude, no, 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 no. <laughs> development. Every government entity is going to have a say in this. Mm. You got to keep that in mind. Not every, but a huge number. I mean, it's Abha. Yeah. So it's aviation. It's gonna be... I, I hate you, Turks. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. I, that's stupid. Even for us, that's stupid. Ah. <laughs> But yeah, but you worked on the expansion. Yes. The, how long it was, did the expansion? It was only an expansion, and you still had to go through alignments. Ma, ma, any, I don't, I don't want to name it. All, but the alignments, all these, with government entities, the baggage uh, handling system, hmm. the uh, baggage people. I was about to call them baggage I, I people. Thought, I, I thought, I thought you were going to wow. say the emotional baggage. <laughs> that, the emotional baggage is something else. Yeah, that's that's, that's fit, something I dealt with. That's personally. your brand. Back on point. Back on point. Mm. All right. What was the point? The <laughs> point <laughs> is that there's a lot of, a lot, Steps. a lot of, a lot of components, mm. a lot of components, and at the same time, even the building of itself, that's going to be a process. Because the expansion, how long you were working on that project? It was a seven-year, no, actually eight-year project. Wow, that's just an expansion. That's an expansion mm. of, of an already of an built existing airport. airport. So the first phase in five years, that's great. Yeah, you got to keep in mind the 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 what do you call it? The airport uh, system, the cat form, the cat five system, the, alone, the substructure, the 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 كله جاهز. Need to come and foundation that, for the yeah, exactly. Mm. That's going to add more time to you. That's going to take a while. That's yeah. an airport. It is an airport. No, no, but I honestly, I love to see this this trend of of really keeping in with the natural element that's going on in, in different Saudi places for in regards to architecture. Like you are keeping that culture alive. You are keeping from that, that standpoint. Alive. Yeah, it is beautiful. Yeah, well, that's what we're doing with Qadiyah. That's what we're doing with uh, Dariyah. Yeah. That's what we're doing with the Marabba. Mm. Not even the new Marabba, even the old Marabba. Belad as well. Belad. They also announced a new Belad development company. I think a few days ago. I don't recall them. Yeah. But yeah, shout out to them. Oh, that was amazing. But anyway, New Abha Airport. Can't wait for it. <laughs> We're going to travel just to look at it. Mm-hmm. That's it. No, no, no more notice. 2028? 2028. Yeah. First phase. Done. No, we go to Sweden. 90,000 flights per year. I think uh, yeah. Red Sea Airport just got its first flight this week, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. I've seen um, one of the homies send us videos. Looks amazing. It does. Looks really I'm really amazing. looking forward, honestly, to yeah, go to the Red Sea, amazing. honestly. amazing. I'll check out the resorts. Yeah. Check out the. I can't, I can't wait. Yeah, tastefully afford the resorts. Yeah. We'll Deep talk UCs. about it yeah. No, yeah. at some point, sooner or later. Sooner or later. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully sooner. Homie's gonna be broke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'll take you there, but you can only enjoy the water and the sun. <laughs> you're diving. You're diving. You're Don't ask for dinner. Let me choose some. How are we getting it by sea? Ruhan Slid. Stavulladim. UFC was announced. Senior, enter the Yes. UFC. Yeah, they recently announced that UFC will be hosting fight nights in the kingdom. In general? Yes. In ge- as part of Riyadh season, of course. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Which is interesting because as far as I I was aware, the UAE, specifically Abu Dhabi, they had exclusivity within the Middle East. So interesting. I think this is an exceptional portent. That's not some- very inclusive. That's called contracts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we also want to have people. Men We're just talking about up. capitalism. What are we talking about? Capitalism, okay. Local man discovered... Capitalism and competition. Franchise rights. <laughs> Look, even if you take the right, again, depends on the terms, but I think even if you take the rights, you can say, oh, listen, we host you 
in the whole Middle East. Anywhere you want to go, you go through us. Mm. So it could have been that. That could have been the yeah, deal. but it's uh, it's interesting because there because is, you can't deny UFC money. There, there we go. There is a push now. Unfair competition. There is a push now for combat sports in the region. Like the, yeah, there's always been a push. Yeah, again, like it's bearing fruit. Have you seen our children? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> have <laughs> you been to school? I know. Right? <laughs> that, that's called. You, you see them. You go. Mm, I, I can capitalize on. Have this. you seen your nephews? You should know of yeah. all of them. Mm, yeah. Like the, combat is in the blood, son. Mm-hmm. The, those are Margela bruises. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they're literally growing pains. There's an area of Saudi. I'm not going to tell you where it is because I'll get in trouble for it. Because <laughs> they might tell me, oh, it's mm. All right. But I had one of my friends who lives there, and he was like, <laughs> so every Friday, the kids will go out and start throwing rocks at each other. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. And he went through a deep dive and explained to me this goes back a long time where two of our chaps were fighting with each other. Oh, a reenactment. Yeah. It's a reenactment. The actual with, civil war. With the actual the blood. Okay. Like yeah. the blood. Wait, wait, and yeah. they do this every week? I don't know if it's every week. I'm not going to okay. I'm not gonna say something. I don't know. But I, I, no, no, it wasn't for you, asshole. But I remember going there and I'm like, yo, there's something happening in your neighborhood. He's like, hey, I did asshole. Yom Kem, Yom Jumat, that's Bro, <laughs> just smacking the shit out of I mean, honestly, if there's anything that's going to make you grow up, it's a rock of the head. I can't, I see, I cannot no, transition no, after that. No, 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 in the next week or so. I think you at Turksis already got my uh, ticket. Yeah. So your, your poor people tickets. Yes. So this is, I, this I ain't is got the, rich, rich people money. I'm this, sorry. This is the boxing match. Yes. Between? Two people. Okay. Uh, I, I, I want to go have fun. That's it. I want to see people punch each other. It, That's what it, it is. Between. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hit him. I'll, I'll bring my pom poms. Don't worry. <laughs> 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 it's between. <laughs> 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 it's <laughs> that's gonna be See? me if you ever hear that's, that's the audience right there that's, yes. that's, that's, that's it it's between uh, Tyson Fury and Francis Ngannou the former UFC <coughs> the former UFC heavyweight champion See? I told you two so people the second one or the first one the Tyson Fury you know him yes Francis Ngannou he is the former UFC champion he used to be a dirt miner in, 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 in uh, the Cameroon and he came up from poverty. Dirt miner? Yes. Okay. He, he he used to shovel dirt for a living. Oh, okay. And he was jacked and like, yo, ta'al andana. Interesting. teach you to fight. They actually measured his punch and it was <laughs> the equivalent of being hit by a Ford Escort. Yo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did, did they test all the cards? <laughs> <laughs> how did they? Which, how did they the escort? I, I believe they used math, yeah, uh, Okay. So they did test all the cards. Okay. Interesting. Isn't that unfair? That this is you, how you're going to die, by the way. I'm just saying, you know, my, my punchy force <laughs> is the force of a Ford Focus. Did you test all the cars, though? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I was thinking it escalates, maybe. Did you do your math? <laughs> if, you, if you're saying this is unfair, he's fighting the undefeated world heavyweight champion, Tyson yeah. Fury. So I think, I think it's, they're I don't about think to he, I don't think he respects Tyson Fury, though. No, but that's, that's what I'm saying. He's a UFC fighter, so he's not a boxer. 
Yes, but yes. So he's at a handicap. He's he, but he can throw hands. Yes. Okay. Have you ever seen a documentary of Mike Tyson? Uh, clips. He, how fast exactly. was yeah. the? See, Mike Tyson. Going. Had okay, to, he, he I've had seen to, clips. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the Ford. Okay, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I'm like, is this for your dreams? <laughs> no, before before you start, Adel. It's a small Mike, car. Mike Tyson had a fa- very famous quote. Everybody had a plan before they get punted in the mouth. <laughs> All right. okay. All yeah, right. and everyone yeah. says it that way. By the way, his, his the boxing gym is open. I'm going to take you there. Yeah. And I'll play this clip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when Tyson first came out, it didn't just shock us. It shocked everybody. Boxing. Yes. Because we were not used to a, third, a 15 second round. Dude. Imagine you sitting there for three hours waiting for Mike Tyson versus... Whomever. X. And then all of a sudden, in 30 seconds, it's two over. punches and it's gone. X. It's over. X is the reason we have boxing cards, like multiple fights before the main event, is because of Mike Tyson. Oh, <laughs> he ruined really? it. Yes. Yeah. Like everyone they brought, the only person that actually like beat him was Holyfield and he did it by cheating. And? He kept like headbutting down the whole time. Because no, he had the height advantage. No, no. And Buster Douglas. That's what Buster Douglas. Sorry, I forgot. The greatest upset in history. Yeah. What happened? <laughs> what? He, lo- he, he knocked him out. He knocked Mike Tyson out. He did a reverse Mike Tyson. No, but saying that sounds wrong. But yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not that familiar with the sport. I, I am aware of celebrity fights with like Logan Paul and uh, like no, that. you don't know even about that. You heard about that. Yeah, yeah. I'm aware. I said I am no, aware. You, you do not know anything about yeah, boxing. Like, I am aware. Yeah, isn't uh, isn't Nassim Hamid and and Saudi just to help promote the fight as well? Because I saw. I have no idea, but I remember Nassim at his prime. Yeah, he was amazing, and that was a he, shock. Bro. I've been watching. He was. He was. Nas- he crazy. was back then. He was Nassim Hamid. Now he's just Hamid. Yes. Keep in mind, by the way, when he came out, we were all featherweights. Like we were skinny little kids. So when we go to boxing, we were considered featherweights, and he was a featherweight champion. Okay. And this guy came in, had all rhythm, yeah. no skills, <laughs> right? Okay. And he kept whooping people. Moves though. His decline. Was when they tried to, okay, we need you Train to stop him. doing what you're doing. Okay. Yeah. We want you to do these. They, they started making him think. Okay. Before he just, he looked, you can see he's a, he's a fighter. Mm. He's looking for gas. But when he started losing, that's when he started to change his game, change his coaches, change his management. And then you saw the decline. Well, at least that's what I, he'll tell you a different story. Mm. And he's right. Okay. Of course. He, he knows Of course better. he's right. He went yeah. through it. Yeah, I've seen yeah. what he does, bro. Yeah. He came out on a, on a carpet. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. One of his fights. A flying carpet. A flying yes. carpet. A flying yes. carpet. Yes. Magic. Tur- he was sitting yes. <laughs> on top of it. He leaned into the, yo, I'm Arab. I mean, that sounds like a good... Uh, uh, come on, it was during the time where Aladdin was popping. Yes, exactly. Yeah, this is like in the 90s. Okay. Capitalized. Yeah, yeah capitalized. It sounds, like yeah. A, it sounds like a good entrance, actually. No, no, Nassim was, was amazing at his time. So, like, when we saw that, and then we saw Mike Tyson, we're like, oh, okay. Like we yeah. should not, we should not be. We should, we should, we should stop boxing. Dude, Mike Tyson like crying because he's praying for his appointment. That's just yeah. Oof. That man is oof. a monster, bro. Imagine you're fighting someone and he's crying. Why are you crying? I'm just praying for you. I'm sorry for what I'm about to do to you. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, bro. You have no idea Dude. how much of a monster he is. There's there's this one documentary that I saw that gives you the timeline of his fights. It's not about his life and what did he grow up doing. No, no, no. Just his fights, and it shows you what he did. In one year. And how many people he whooped. Not only that, in one year, he did what most boxers do in three years. Mm. Like usually when you get into a fight, right, you need to a good three, four months of recovery, mm. right? Especially if you got knocked out. And this guy was taking fights weeks after weeks mm. and, and months after months. Because yeah, he's just not And he's really, just winning. He's not breaking his sweat. Yeah, you don't have to recover if you don't get hit. Exactly. And again, 
you don't even need to practice. If you're taking it that close, yo, was he opponent? All right, I got him. Mm. Like, Who? Really? Yeah, Who? I, I got him. Okay. I got him. I got no, him. No worries. Anyway, good times. Great times. Well, uh, looking forward to you enjoying that, Turks. Well, anyway, Thank you. This whole week, I've yeah. been tied down watching uh, what is happening in... Uh, you and me. Our brothers and sisters in Palestine. Alliance of Rome. I mean. And what's been happening uh, in the world. Now, see, seven days is a very long time. Eight. Yeah. Eight, but by now. Yeah. Nine in, by the time people will actually... In, uh, in, in international this. conflict, this is called a long-ass time. It's a long Lifetime. time. So when it first started, it was one thing, and then midweek it became another thing, and by this end of the week right now, it's a totally different thing. So there's... Even though if I try to summarize it, it's extremely hard to summarize how things have tilted and shifted in so many ways. Can you and allow me? Before we get there, the one thing that I'm noticing compared to any other time is the amount of information that we have. See, before it used to be, oh, uh, yo, you got the hookup, you know, a guy who knows a guy that knows information. Mm. That's how it used to be. Mm. And then later on, you will talk to someone if, you have, if you're from a military family like me. You like you look at your pop, say, yo, what do you think is happening? And your pop will tell you militarily mm. how he thinks and how he uh, assesses how he what's going on. And this time around, for the last couple of years, especially like during Russia and Ukraine, you had a lot of people giving breakdowns. Mm. And because we still had Russia and Ukraine going on and people so invested into it, and then this happened, those people shifted to this thing There's now. a growth in the military analyst industry, exactly. basically, that opened mm. up the scene of the, the term, battlefield. The term people. is open source intelligence. Yeah. And on top of that, the amount of information, before it used to be there's a lot of information that was wrong, but this time you had a lot of information that was right. Well, there still is a lot of wrong information out there. There's not actually a lot of wrong information. Mm. There is misinformation. There's Yeah, which is basically sources trying there, to... There is to, three distinct types of information. Information, which is what we know. Misinformation, which is misreported or mis, uh, misreport, misrepresented. misrepresented. And disinformation. And disinformation, which is like... Willfully. Which is like, we're looking at you, Israel, like... Yeah, don't use AI images to believe our sh- to make us believe your shit. It's basically trying to confuse people and and you know uh, raise the stakes of, of polarization among them. Let's give a quick breakdown, right? How did it start? How it started? Basically, what happened in uh, last week? Uh, Hamas from the Gaza from the Gaza Strip. They basically invaded Israel and handed them the biggest L they uh, they took in forever. And since 1970, since 1971, 73. like well, 73 was it? 73, sorry. And it was a big L. They caught them sleeping. Now, now up, there's up. a lot of conversation of how they caught them sleeping. And there's when they asked someone in the, Israel, <laughs> in the IDF, Israel Defense Force, or whatever the fuck their name is. And he was saying, oh, we had some errors in some areas, some systems needed updating and whatever, whatever, whatever. But this time we actually had the videos from Hamas showing us what they did. They broke down the wall. No, this is what we saw. Mm. See, the breaking of the wall was the third thing that happened. Yes. What? It wasn't the first thing that happened. Okay. So they came in with drones and they dropped bomb over all the surveillance that was close to the area that they were hitting. Right? And... For a long, long time, for exactly two years, there was such silence in Gaza that Israel thought, yo, there's nothing come out of these guys. Mm. Let's, let's focus on the West Bank. Let's focus on Jerusalem. You know, let's try to take them to Al-Aqsa. 
you know, let's focus on Hezbollah. These guys are quiet. So they took their eye off the ball, basically. Exactly. So we have our intelligence. We know our people there. And they're telling us it's all good. And so they turned a blind eye. Even they tell you when the warning signs came to the soldiers, yo, there's problems in these areas. The soldiers didn't even give yeah, a shit. They, like, they, you know, they said, nah, we yeah, don't believe it's okay. it. This, this, uh, to, just, to, we have an error over there. We'll check it out when we get the time. To, gi- mm-hmm. to give you the full context, essentially the West Bank, uh, sorry, uh, the Gaza Strip had what they called their their iron wall, not which is different from the Iron Dome, which is basically a series of walls uh, that relied heavily on technology, AI to some extent. Basically, there the big selling preposition for this wall was that it guarded itself. Like you didn't need to have staff on it, essentially. Mm, okay. Because it had infrared and uh, motion sensing, everything you could Night vision of. cameras. Kill shape. You, anything you above, can name. Above ground, below ground, it could detect everything. everything. If, you, there's, if, you, if you drill under it, if there's a, any systemic wave, mm. a pixel up gives a warning. Yeah, okay. that's one aspect. The second aspect was that Israel was granting work visas to residents of the Gaza Strip to work in Israel. Mm. So in their end, their their head that, yo, we're working with Hamas and they don't have an incentive to escalate because they want to keep that flow of cash coming into the Gaza Strip. Mm. So, yo, these people are going to be quiet. We might have a few people and then came that operation. It caught them slipping, way off guard. They took out the camera surveillances. Then they took out the telecommunication towers. Yes. And, and when then those around, two went down... Around a certain area of the wall. Exactly. And mm. at the same time, while those two were going, were happening... They, they took that out of the wall. wall. Okay. They, they opened a door for them. Now, <clears throat> you come in, you have an agenda, a thousand people, a thousand one hundred people, I think it was. A thousand three hundred. A thousand three hundred who came in, right? They went in and they started doing things that Hamas always does, mm. right? And Israel is retaliating in the same way that Israel always does. Yes. Bombing, I, I believe the term... indiscriminately. I, yes. believe, I believe the term that uh, is colloquially used is ethnic cleansing at this point because yes. this is basically what is happening. Mm. So when that was happening, now we get to sit and watch what the international community is going to do. First, we had the, the killing babies thing. Uh, decapitated babies. Yes, I actually have it right here. So the lies begin. Oh, yes. Oh, a big lie. The, the media <laughs> propaganda machine starts churning. Right. I, I saw, the, quote unquote, I saw the babies. Step and then, one, step so, one, correction, step one, no babies. This is what happened. Step so, one, demonize. Biden came out and he's like, I've been doing this for a long time. Biden said at the White House, I never really thought that I would see half-confirmed pictures of terrorists beheading children. Right? What does that even mean, half-confirmed pictures? Esma. That boy didn't even finish. He didn't even walk off the podium. By the time he got to the first step, the White House came out running. A White House spokesman some data clarified that U.S. officials and the president have not seen pictures or confirmed such reports independently. Uh The president based his comments about the alleged uh, baby killing machine on the claims from Netanyahu's spokesman and media reports from Israel, according to the White House. Clearly an objective source. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and a very accurate one, given, you know, Recent history. In response to questions from the Post, an Israel Defense Force spokesperson declined to comment on the state of the victims' bodies. Mm-hmm. So we have nothing to say at this point in time, which means... What what we saw, we saw... Lies. Well, we know that. Yeah. Okay. But what I'm, what I'm looking at is the behaviors of everybody else. So I saw the U.S. come out and cry. Right? Mm. Like literally cry. I'm not joking. There was like someone that was like, I can't believe that this is the day. And like, I'm watching and I'm like, okay. 
all right, you're standing by this. You, you're okay with this. Because of emotional the, manipulation. Exa- not only that, this is day one. Mm. Day one is all emotions. Mm. Exactly. You, you don't know what's going Make on. Make them feel or seem or appear like they are the evilest things that you can think of. Exactly. They that's kill why, babies. That's, why, that's how bad they exactly. are. Exactly. And we have to, like, bro, someone, there's two videos that I can never forget. And it all came from the idea. One of them saying we're, we're not dealing with humans. We're dealing with, we're dealing with animals. animals. Right? And I'm like, oh. So I we're wonder, allowing this. I wonder who used that language before. Right? And then the second one, that was in Arabic. I saw it on TV and every time they bring the clip, you guys were here last Wednesday mm. when I was trying to show you a clip, they kept cutting off that part. Guy comes out in Arabic and he says, no food, no water, no electricity. You want hell, we'll give you hell. So you're, this is a military leader. Exactly. You're, you're talking to the whole Gaza Strip. Yeah. And you're trying to treat them as all as one. So for you to have the freedom to do whatever you want. We're going to tell you we're going to do war crimes before we do them. Exactly. And we're cool with it. And, right. and we will publicly tell the world because these people are not human. This is why we can do that. So until then, like the first three days, that was what everybody is talking about. So like, okay, so they're just going to go in. Yeah, I believe a famous Austrian painter did the same tactics a few, <laughs> a few decades ago. <laughs> Did you get it? Yes. Hitler! Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's, that's how it starts. It starts if you're playing Cups of Bingo. <laughs> <laughs> hey, take that one off. <laughs> take Hitler off. Hitler's in a row. <laughs> yes. it's, about, it's about starting the use of that dehumanizing language of treating exactly. them like they're less than humans, yes. subhuman in a sense. And, and we makes, have the right to do that because... Yes, because they're animals, because yeah. they're so savage, you know? Then, and that language starts getting used. Then the airstrikes happen. And yes. they kept happening, and they kept happening, and they kept happening, and then I've been w- watching live webcams, and for this whole week, all you heard was Israel's surveillance drones just flying in the air, nonstop, all night over us, all night long. What was fucked up was they were hitting a little bit of areas in the daytime, at the nighttime, because the camera can catch all the smoke, it mm. can catch all, it doesn't show you nothing but a little burst of fire. Mm. They went and cleared up. Towns. Mm. So now when they start doing that, I was like, okay, they're being strategic. They're trying to find tunnels, as they said. They're trying to find Hamas leaders. And they said, like, they killed X amount of Hamas leaders. So, like, over this week, they kept saying, oh, we got this guy, Hack Communication. We got this guy, Hack Ish, Air Force. I'm, like, they keep naming people. Yeah, clearly, right? clearly that worked before, yeah. yeah. So we're like, yeah, exactly. So I'm like, okay, you, you're naming, you're finding people. Cool. But you're taking out a whole neighborhood. You're yeah, killing and, thousands. And families, literal families. You're, yeah. you're killing people and injuring thousands. That's what, let me be correct, right? In order for you to find out one person and you think you have the right to do that. Now, day four, Biden comes out again. And he was like, oh no, Israel knows that there's rules for war. And I expect them to follow the rules of war. Wink. Yeah, I don't think they know that. Oh, we know that. Yeah. Okay, but now we get to watch them. Mm. Because now... There's more footage than ever before, and people paid more attention to this more than ever before because of so many reasons. Look, everyone is trying to point a finger at the U.S. Let me explain something to everybody. U.S. doesn't give a shit, bro. The U.S. only cares about China. That's all it wants. U.S., if it's in its hand, it will make all this stop so it can just focus on go China. Go away, just go away. Stop Russia, stop Ukraine. Yo, shut the fuck up, all right? Yeah. Just leave us alone, all right? There's a guy over there that's winning, and we need to go after him. And so this is what they all care about. They bring the warships is just yo. We know that you guys took an L. We cool. 
And we know if you guys keep fighting and you go, you actually do a ground offense where you put soldiers on the ground and you walk into Gaza, you know that you have Hezbollah to deal with, you're going to have Iran to deal with, you're going to have a lot of hell to deal with. That's a, that's a big escalation. Yes, and you're not capable of handling all of that. So the U.S. said, yo, we'll bring these warships, you know, we'll put them up there for you to look at. We'll make them look pretty. And if Hezbollah gets involved, we'll try to take down his rockets. But we are not going to get on the ground with you. You have to be on the ground. And this is why it's been so long that they couldn't figure out what they want to do because in order for you to go to war, you need to have objectives. Your objective can be, oh, I'm going to kill Hamas, which he came out and said it. He's like, we're going to, to remove Hamas yeah. from the face of the earth. Okay, but Re- revenge but, but isn't a strategic is, goal. But Hamas is not literally a trophy you can go capture. Exactly. It is an organization with people and redundancies and plans and contingencies. So now you said Hamas. So now what expected from you from the world's community is for you to put your guidelines of how you're going after them since you said that's what you're going after, mm. right? Day five or day six, they come out and say, listen, north of Gaza, clear out in 24 hours. A million people. None of you better be there. Go to the south. One of the spokespersons actually said, go to Egypt. Go down to Syria to Egypt. And when he said that, Egypt came running. So behind the scenes, Blinken, he's not important. Secretary of State of the US. He's running around. Uh, the, Secretary around. LED. Okay. He's running around the, the region. He, he just left Saudi today. He was here. He met with Qatar. He met with Jordan. He met with Israel. He met with uh, UAE. And he went with Egypt. And he's coming around saying, hey, we need to find solutions. The problem with Egypt and Israel, what's happening right now is that Egypt's saying, listen, we want to send in aid. And they're like, okay, cool. They'll open up the path. They're like, no, 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 no. We want to send aid into Gaza. We don't want you to get them out of Gaza to get aid. Because if they get out of Gaza, they they're not coming, coming back. back. Exactly. Right? And that's what Israel wants, ultimately. Mm. There's, a, there's a recording for Hassan Barak. I remember a long time ago. I really hope I can find it. Where he was... Told by Benjamin Nahu, he's like, yo, how about we bring you, you know, we, we need Gaza. Like, we need to clear out Gaza. How about we just send him to Sina? What do you think? And he said as a joke. And Hassan Barak is like, no. He's like, it's not going to happen. This is A.M. Hassan Barak. So they had this idea. And Netanyahu was the PM yeah. back then. Exactly. Since the 90s, mm-hmm. yeah. Exactly. Mid-90s. So the, what I, from what I read a long time ago and recently refreshed on was that Egypt was given an offer at one time. I, don't, I think it was the 90s. I don't know, maybe before. I'm not sure. Except taking everyone from Gaza into the Sina area, and then we wipe out for all your debts. Ah, okay. It's an offer that you're offering it today when Egypt is in a very hard place. You would think that Egypt would take it. Well, that's what they think mm. because they're saying, oh, you're vulnerable. You want to get out of this debt. So this is the only way to get you out. And Sisi came out and was like, nah, son, we ain't doing that today. Now, keeping in mind that this is the offer that you're giving to Egypt and you're not really asking, you know, the people in Gaza what they want. So that's the whole other issue. And the first part as well, that there is a huge awareness here that this is the ideal scenario for Israel because it gets to clear out Gaza. No more people. I get to flatten it as much as I want. And rebuild how I want it to look And like. nobody gets to say no. Exactly. And I keep it for myself. So it is... A very difficult situation for the people living there to find themselves in. They, now, uh, you know, day I, six. I agree with you. <laughs> day six. People we're saying, you guys to clear out, right? As people were walking in midday, Israel is bombing them. Yeah, that's uh, that yeah, was, that they, was hard they bombed a convoy of like seventy people leaving. Like, Fuck. no, no, seventy gonna, people died. Yeah, seventy people died in that convoy. Basically, we're gonna tell you to leave, but if you leave, we're gonna bomb you anyway. As you are leaving. On the way. See, that, what made the international community say, mm, you don't care. 
Oh, 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 that's what what a surprise. Because before, keep in mind. Because this has never happened before. All the ones before, they were called operations. It was not war. Because all of the ones before basically started with Israel being, having a plan, let's call it, or a strategy at that point. A casus belli, as they say. You know, a casus belli to do something specific, whether it's the kidnapping of a couple of soldiers or whatever reason they cooked up. But this time... It wasn't them that initiated, you know, let's say the beginning of, of the current state of affairs, right? They were caught on the back foot when they had to deal with, okay, there are people that are now kidnapping people around me. They're, they're burning my military equipment. I don't know where this is coming from and where this is going. And where do I stop them from? Yeah, and I don't know how exactly I want to end this because I don't know what's actually going on on the ground. It's been a week and, you know, we, and I still can't clear we keep hearing more reports of, of, you know, rising the number of, 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 of destruction in different places in Israel, right? And killings. And killings. So this is how we know that Hamas is still inside Israel. Yeah. We just look at the number of deaths. So here's the thing. The international community is basically saying, yo, you're, you're kind of brutal, Israel. And <laughs> the, the Middle East in general, like, we told y'all for like the past <laughs> four years. <laughs> We've been saying this. Oh, the mm-hmm. past 70. Let's say let's go back there. And like no, like it it you know it gets it gets it's getting severe when even the U.S. reports are get, are telling them are are leaking out of the U.S. telling Israel like yo calm the hell down. Yeah. And, and but and keep in mind, sorry, this is also coming at a time where they themselves as a government as a society That's are going really to. going for internal discord. Like yes. we we were just talking about it, the fact that they have been going for two years almost without a government. And hey, uh, Netanyahu, come back and be a prime minister. Wait, no, this no. guy's supposed to be in jail, right? And they and have we, they a they have a government. They have a they have a government, but it is the most right wing and religiously focused yeah, government now, now. But before that, for two years, they've been having problems. And listeners, I refer you back to the quote from last uh, last episode. These governments thought the people in the government right now think Ariel Sharon was too nice, too, too modest, you know. So the the fact that we're seeing this now and the fact that it's still going on, honestly, Allah you know, yansurhum at the same time. But at the same time, it's just it's scary to see how this has just started from that pivoting layer. Pivoting off of that and escalated. Pivoting off of that, we're seeing people in the Western world who are on both sides of the issue, the supporting and the the against, they're becoming insane. Uh, I know a guy who's uh, who's in, I believe, in Harvard, uh, and he's basically seeing trucks that have pictures of students who have been seen posting negative things about Israel, and these trucks are going around campus naming and shaming them. What? Yes, literally. like This is Turks. On this day, he said bad thing about Israel. This is his email. This is the department he works in. Yo. Yeah, it is that insane. No, it's not just that. And it's the idea of that France has now banned the idea of Palestine protest. Uh, yeah, good luck telling the French not to protest. You know, and we're talking about the Germans doing the same thing as well. Uh, I think the UK has banned the use of Palestinian symbols and flags in the streets, something along those lines. So, again, we are going back to these societies that claim to champion free speech, right? I'm supposed to be able to say what I think and support who I want to support. Mm. And now I am seeing my brothers and sisters and cousins getting slaughtered, literally. And I know that you're not doing shit about it. But if I, if if your constitution gives me that right and you're denying it to me, what does that say about you? What does that say about those freedoms that you champion so strongly? You couldn't sell this one. 
They, they, they you never, couldn't. You couldn't. They never could because they, no, no, no. They sold it for so long. Yes, and everybody stood by them. But this one, you couldn't sell. Even though this one's the one when you actually really got attacked. This is the kid that cried wolf. Mm. You cried wolf so many times, and they told you go ahead. And then when it actually happened, when you, you took that L, you took that L, and then you came out with emotions, bombing anything that moves because you don't know what you wanted to do. Because you were just so hurt. So you said, you know what? I'm going to do what I always did. When you kill one person in Israel, I'm going to bomb your whole city. And you're like, yo, this, this plan has worked for so many times. Let me just keep going at it. And you kept doing it and didn't stop anything. It made things even worse for you. And then publicly and internationally, it became worse for you. Between your people, it became worse for you. You wouldn't you called, I think they called 500,000. Uh, 400,000 reservists. Around that reserves. 400, I think they already had, had 100 ready. So it's 500,000 people, that half a million people you're getting ready to go into Gaza. Getting ready for a war. Exactly. Getting ready for war in a place that you've been bombing. Mm. We all know that it's not going to work. Look, the way I'm reading the situation is that this is an L that both sides are going to take and none of them are going to win. There's nothing here. What's going to happen here is going to be a change of policies in the future. Well, for me, that's the question. Is this going to change the status quo on this the ground? Is, I truly believe... Yeah, there's no going back. By the time this ends, this is going to be a totally different conversation. Israel wants a different Middle East. Israel wants to make sure Hamas doesn't exist anymore. She wants a lot of things that a lot of us as Arabs and people in the region do not even agree with. Mm-hmm. They, they're not going to push people away. Even the UN is telling them, yo, you cannot evacuate people out of their homes and push them to another land that's not theirs. What are you talking about? That is literally one of the reasons the UN was created. So Stop that kind of thing from happening. That language that you thought you had the power to use, you can't use anymore. Now, as did, the US... Did you see that interview with the former prime minister, Naftali Bennett, on Sky News? No. I, I, I saw that one. The former prime minister of the uh, of Israel, Naftali Bennett, was being interviewed by Sky News. And the anchor being a journalist and doing his job, he asked. Literally. He asked, what are you doing to minimize the impact on Palestinian civilians? And you know what was the former prime minister of this country? What did he say? Are you seriously asking uh, about civilians right now? He's he he screeched. He got he got into his feelings. What? He yeah. got into his feelings when he told him, "Yo, don't kill too many people now. Kill some, but don't kill too many." Yo, and he then, said, "No, I want to kill as many as I want." And then he went to he went, he went the Nazi argument, literally. Yeah. Next sentence in the next breath, he went to the Nazi argument. Did you feel bad when you bombed the Nazis? Because <laughs> we don't feel bad now because these are Nazis. Well, here's the thing. This really hurt them. This really hurt them. And the one thing that, like, when I'm talking to, to a lot of my friends who are dual citizenship Palestinians, and they were telling me, they're like, listen, they better have a plan. They really better have a plan. You made it this far. You better have a plan. Or at mm. least a set of demands that you can put forward to, to because achieve something. Exactly. There's no coming back from this. Either it's going to wipe us out. You're in too deep. Or it's going to hurt everybody else in the region. So you better have a plan. Well, keep in mind, you know, you know, we look back at the past 20 years of what's been going on in Palestine since the second intifada to, to the first war in Gaza, to the second war in Gaza, to the fact that Gaza has been separated from the West Bank. And, and we haven't really seen anything positive going there except for more misery, more people getting killed, more people getting shot and getting injured. And even when they did the, 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 the Great March, was it, a couple of years ago? Like they went and they tried a different route. They tried a different tactic. It didn't work. It was one of the biggest nonviolent marches in the world. They had 
a good 20 to 40,000 people marching every single week. And what happened? They just started getting shot. So what else are you going to do? And this is the solution they came up with. Now, whether it's right or wrong is not for, for me, at least to judge, not for any of us, I think, to judge. They are Thanks. the people that are living under that life and they are the ones that have to put up with everything that they have to put up with. And we're and it's something that yeah, we, we're looking at right now, honestly, we can't even tear our, our eyes away from it. It's that difficult. But at the same time, you would want something to change after yeah. all of this sacrifice. Here's the thing. Israelis felt like Palestinians for a single day and they didn't like it. <laughs> That's true. Bro, I'm, That's I'm, true. I'm seeing clips mm. of, 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 of Israelis in hospitals and Palestinians in hospitals and the contrast is just... Way different. Bro, when you call a hospital, tell me you have two hours to evacuate. Dude. And I have critical agents, uh, patients. When, when you cut power, electricity, well, that's the same thing. I mean, uh, power, Food, fuel, water, water away war. from a hospital? For, no, 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 not just that. You're at war. I understand you want to be a dick, but from hospitals? Bro, for an entire week, we're talking about 2 million people living in, in, in a small little box for an entire week, cut off, barely being able to communicate with the rest of the rest of the world. Here's the thing. Being bombed. As a person who has been to some hospitals... It takes two hours if you get lost in hospital just to leave. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you're telling me an organized and efficient evacuation of a Order, hospital. Orderly. Orderly efficient evacuation of a hospital is going to take more than two hours. As if there's other hospitals that are prepped and ready, they're moving, they can have space to accommodate people. And let's, people let's, left their houses and are living inside schools. And they've been doing that. That's that's that, The thing that breaks my heart, honestly, is just looking at like and also something you're saying is that the fact that they know what to do because they've been here before. Yeah. You Look, know? the thing is, Palestinians, they're the only ones who can win this. Stop pointing a finger at the rest of the world saying, you'll come and do something. That's not how this works. At all, that's not how it works. If the whole world came together to free Palestine, trust me, there's going to be a nuclear war tomorrow. It's not going to be that simple. None of this is simple. The people of Palestine need to be the ones to do the work themselves. It can't be us. What we do from our end is support with everything that we can to help rebuild. One of the major problems here is that you are dealing with a victimizer who, through the collective generational trauma of the people of Israel, believe that they can never be the victimizer because they have historically always been the victim. Mm. Well, that's the, that's what they were selling, though. No, and that's the transition that because happened. Because they, they, they sold a lie. People took the bait. And they live that lie. Yeah, and I'm telling you, the people who sold the lie fully believe that lie. That is the problem. They have to, in order for me to keep my mission going strong. And then for him, that's again, that's his, that's his perspective. I have been wronged by the Germans, so I will wrong nobody. And every except, time you tell except, me, except except the Palestinians are here and they're getting wronged. Remember what happened to me? Yeah, exactly. And you're saying, well, y'all y'all did this to me. So, and that's and that's the crux of their hold over the European powers. Like, yo, at the end of the day. All of y'all were complicit. I'm here because it's your fault. Exactly. <laughs> I am here because y'all didn't do enough. So y'all got to support me. And for the European countries, that's something they'll always be complicit in. Whether it's, it's France or Germany or whoever else. On the other side of that, let's, let's go back closer to our... Well, actually, we're still in the same region. Even closer. <laughs> no, no. Let's, let's stick to the region. I'm watching a lot of Arabs fighting other Arabs online. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of people on social media shaming people because they posted their vacation pics. I'm like, yo, why are you posting when it's when it when Palestine is suffering? Yo, what the hell can I do? I'm in Maldives. What, what do you want me to do? <laughs> mm. <laughs> Stop. 
Allah uh, is holding in his no, life. <laughs> no, honestly, it's it's uh, for me. It's it is it is very consuming when you go through social media and you just find the news and and any It's just something that you see a lot of people they're just disengaged or they feel disengaged. You know, I'm not saying you stop. I totally disagree. You cannot come in and you start attacking other Arabs to understand what you're going through. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying you are. Yeah. I'm not saying you are. Because like, he cut me off mid sentence, mm. so I need to go back to the point that I had. Mm. If we're going to keep fighting with each other over this cause and try to point fingers at each other in our countries and saying, oh, what is this person doing? What is this person doing? I had an argument with a friend of mine. He's saying, why aren't Saudis outside protesting? And I was telling him, why? When have you ever seen? No, no, that hmm. aside. Let's keep in mind, again, Saudi is still a myth to a lot of people. Hmm. It was like, why aren't people protesting the street? I'm like, our government stood strong on what it believes before we even talk, what they're feeling and what we're our feeling, it's the same. We're literally aligned with our government and how we feel about Palestine. And our government is going to speak on all of our behalf. I don't need to go in the street and start protesting because we already know what's going on. We've been your biggest supporter. We give you guys the most money to keep rebuilding. Exactly. And yeah. support and everything. Aid, you name it. I think it came out, the King Salman humanitarian aid. How much did they get? 500 million? 600 million. 600. Yeah. 600 million. That's exactly the point. How much? If, Dollars. For, if you're talking about what does what does protesting achieve except change government policy? Our government policy is already supporting Palestine. Exactly. And the, what, what we're doing in terms of just the aid, the fact that I can go on an app, a, a literal app, and just give as Donate. much money as I, as I want to Palestine. And I know that it's actually going to get there. That's the power that we have that we're leveraging. Here, here's the thing. There is an obsession with performative solidarity on this issue that mm. is kind of insufferable at this point. Like, yo, know, I go out into the streets, I have the Palestinian kufiya, I wave the Palestinian flag, I say, uh, or what have you, or something similar to that. And literally, I just showed an action that has zero impact on reality. But in reality, we know that the Gulf, particularly, has been the most effective supporter of the Palestinian cause for two things. The consistent political and diplomatic efforts from all the GCC countries that have been united on this front. And in addition to, the fact of the matter is, like the amount of Palestinians that are in the GCC and have a semblance of a normal life that for the majority of them is something that is a luxury is is a lot more than other countries can say that they've done to the Palestinian cause Mohin again we go back to who yani, there's a, the, the, that, those claims that come from other Arabs they come because they I, I'm, again they're I haters. might be wrong not just their haters they look at their own governments and they see their governments not doing anything so they go and they project that on other on others you know like at the end of the day what are you really doing no because America? they were for a long time they were saying yo you need to come help us fight a war and for a long time the GCC was saying it is not the 1800s we don't need to go to war for this. Yeah, We can figure out solutions to help figure out how you guys can live in peace. They can live in peace and figure everything out. There's a solution for that. But there's no solution where, hey, get them all out or kill all of them and give us back our land. You go kill all of them, then you are at war with the world and you're bombed and every, you put everybody else 
in trouble. Home, we go, homie, back, to, we go ho- back to the original problem. Homie, exactly. they got nukes. We don't got nukes. <laughs> and I had, I think it was me and Shams we were having this conversation last Wednesday after everybody left. And I was talking to him. I was like, but everybody wants a strong Middle East. We need to focus on making it a strong Middle East. Before we go talk our shit and say, yo, we're going to go defend, let us rebuild. Like, why can't we plan for 20 years? Because 70 years, you've been on the same vibe. Why can't we take 20 years and rebuild in a way that can help all of us? And after 20 years, we can be in a better position to have those conversations in a better way than it is right now. Because shit keeps happening about Dool in, 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 in the it, region. Hello, okay? all right. For and, 70 and, years, and people, they kept saying that. You end up having political players that appear out of nowhere in this region and they start using this issue as as you know, as a building block for them to push their own we're agenda. We're talking about Iran. No, we're not talking just say about Iran. We're talking, we're talking about nationalist Egypt when it happened back in the day. That was like, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. So, but again, but we're talking me, about tell me the last thirty years. What these, happened? No, not much progress in terms of the peace process. No, no, not the yeah. peace process. I'm talking about as the region. Any, Other than the Arab Spring that failed, yeah, we had we're, nothing. We're talking about Daesh. We're talking about Syria. We're talking about yeah, yeah. that came through a vacuum that was created over there. Mm. Now, if you tell me I rebuilt Iraq with a with a solid government, you Iraq, think, the Iraq War, and it before that as well. If we had a solid Iraq today, mm. if if the nine eleven everything that happened after didn't happen, and we had a solid Iraq today, right? It's gonna be a totally different conversation. Definitely, it definitely would be. And so, and, and if we even stabilize the, the region, yeah. we can fix the problems. And as long as we all want to stabilize the region. We're going to be good. Well, yeah, it starts with stabilizing the region. And I agree with you 100%. There's always new players coming in. Yeah. But with a stabilized region under one mission, we're fine. Yo, this popped up. We go handle it. Let's not wait on the US to come through, everybody else to come through. We go handle it ourselves. We produce ourselves. If we start doing that as a region, then we can be a superpower ourselves. Mm. But we cannot be like this, torn apart. And this is exactly what everybody wants. No one wants this region to be one. They always wanted to be torn apart. Well, another part of the problem is you always had players coming from the outside and trying to direct this region one way or the other, whether that's the US, whether that's the Soviets. There's always been, we've always been a, a, a theater basically for the, the big powers to come and play uh, out their politics. Shamsi, you just described geopolitics. No, no, but, no, no. <laughs> especially us in terms of the past four to 80 years. Like you, you don't because, see any other region that has the same amount of importance in terms of the conflicts. And a big part of that is Israel's existence. I think it's one of the core fundamental sins of the modern Middle East. It's the fact that Israel was allowed to, to be created with no Palestine to counterbalance. And that's a lot, a lot of these problems that we're describing, the fact that the region is the way it is, it really goes back to that. I know. There is no other dividing factor in the politics of the region as much as that. No, and, nothing comes close. And since that happened, we haven't done a single thing but go to war. Yeah. Sacrifice more people, sacrifice more blood, and got zero result for it. Unfortunately. Like we were actually reading the, the other day, like we were talking about the economic impact mm. of the conflict itself. And just in the past 30 years, it's, it's what was 24 trillion? She's like, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. No, I, th- I think. Four trillion. I think S- like Saudi spent four trillion, I think. So lost. In lost. terms of economic potential. Yes. And even that doesn't matter in terms of the human cost. It's just another frame of looking how much this has not led us to, to, to grow and all of this goes back to again the fact that you do have an international community led very strongly by a colonial mindset us and and france and uk that supports israel because hey we used to do that same thing 
So it's not wrong for them to do it. We yeah. used to oppress a native I'm, population too. I'm not you know, gonna give them my land. You know, yeah, we were we are used to this. We know what y'all are doing. We have experience with this, and unfortunately, they have the power to enforce that will on the rest of the world. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's the essential part of it. As much as the rest of the world wants to come back and 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 come together and and push back, the powers that be that are in control don't want that. The question is this. After this war ends, it's going to be, there's going to be a world before this and after this in our region. Mm. At all, at all. No, not at all. We, this, can't, we can't go back to the same school. At all. You cannot go back to how things were. Now, the question is, when this change starts happening, it is for the first time, actually for the first time in history, that we're actually in a position where we can actually negotiate. Because over the last five to eight years, this region has been going through a lot of changes, especially GCC countries, especially Saudi, where it moved in a way where it has geopolitical power. Now, the conversation is totally different than it was before. Before it was asking, now we tell. Now we dictate. No, dictate is totally different. No, we basically said we have sovereign rights, we have our own considerations, and they will be taken seriously. So now that negotiation could either rebuild to something better or it could take us back years. And Allah Alam where we're going to be. But the most important thing for all of this is what I really hope is Palestinian people get peace. Let them Amen. sleep at night. Amen. Just let them sleep at night. The hopeful resolution is that people on both sides understand that yo. Compromises. We necessary. we can't really keep this thing going. We have to de-escalate. Um, let's 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 sit down and talk. Netanyahu said he's like this is going to be for a long time. I guarantee the US is like no, listen, bro, we're not giving you all the time in the world. You need to find, yeah, you need to find solutions quick. There's there's already problems all over the world that we cannot be around, and oil prices are going up. We have a lot of issues in the world today. Sorry. Since after COVID, it's been getting harder and harder for the whole world to come back. So wrap this up, sir. It's already been, Lila, not just that, it's already been three generations. The fact that yeah. that's the thing that kills me. The fact that, that it's... They oh, trust me, it's not even about the three generations. Yeah. It's at a time where Israel is at its weakness and the US is fumbling the ball yes. and China is looking. You, mm -hmm. can't, you can't really keep a war effort going when you have 500,000 of your army taken out of the economy for a long and protracted period of time. Those are, they're called reservists for a reason. I'm just saying, come on, you look those, at those, again, those people, those reserves, those 400,000 people, they have day jobs, but they're on the reserve just, just in case. Now and, you brought them back. You want to go to war for a long time. Cool story, bro. What's your mission? What do you want to do? How long does it take? And what do you need? Let's wrap this up real quick. Yeah, who's going to do those just jobs? Yeah, we'll show up. Yeah, at the end of the day, what is the end game here? And then that they have answers none. this question. There is, has no, there is no vision for the end game that is, you know, palpable for both sides. So either he, either Israel backs the fuck up, takes the L, tries to do better for itself by protecting its borders, or go into a war where they're or not going to have the full backing they think they have. Or sit down on a negotiating table and actually be able to hammer out an agreement that serves both sides. Because at the same time, while all this is happening, you actually have a legitimate fear coming out of Iran. For you. And Iran are not keeping silent as well. Exactly. Like they, been... they just came out there. Can you read what Iran said today? Let me, let me and Iran, Iran's having a ball right now. 
Iran is having, saying, "Hey, this is where we come into play." A lot because- of people, a lot of people, say, "Yo, Iran is the reason for this happening. How can uh, Hamas fall into the trap of listening to Iran?" Bro, when you're at war and people are taking your land, tell me whose hand you won't shake true. just to take your land true. back. True, very true. Yeah, it's a different conversation. You, you don't really get to uh, dictate who your allies are when you're fighting very, very survival. When you're trying to survive. So now that you mentioned it, uh, Axios reports that Iran sent a message to Israel via the UN stressing that it does not want further escalation in the Hamas-Israel war, but that Iran will have to intervene if the Israel operation in Gaza continues. See, this, those are strong words. Intervene is, is is not something easy to say. At the same time, it's Iran saying it. So I take it with a grain of salt. It's very true. Yeah. Very true. But so, and we also do acknowledge the fact that there are still levels of escalation that haven't we haven't seen yet, right? Yeah. This can get even way yeah. worse yeah, than what I'm just today. That's what I'm saying. I'm literally reading as as we're talking right now. They've bombed. Uh, they've bombed uh, Syria a couple of times already. They've yeah. bo- again, they've bombed the airport again in Aleppo and Damascus. Yesterday, Israel uh, hit a bunch of reporters, killed yes. a Reuters video camera in North, operator in, in southern Lebanon, and yeah. two uh, Jazeera journalists went to ICU. But hey, no, it's not war crimes. So wait, so it's fine for me to just hit other random countries. Huh. Yo, Justin Bieber, you're a fucking moron. <laughs> Yo, Justin Bieber is the fucking biggest idiot I've seen in my entire fucking life, bro. Oh. You, you can't be this dumb. You think Hollywood doesn't have a, set, a clue? But dude, <laughs> Yo, this what? guy is He's, dumb. He put a picture of Gaza saying, save, pal- save Israel. Pray for Israel. Pray for Israel. You're a dumbass, yo. I have like, a, your I, name is Justin Bieber, to be yeah, honest. I, I have a theory, though. If we can get Taylor Swift to say free Palestine once, we, we win. The Swifties will get it. The Swifties will make it happen. Bro, she has the back of a Jew. Is that a new mission? (laughs) What? what? No, no. She has a long back. She has a long back. (laughs) On our side, if I do it, on our side. A long back. Yeah, we're trying here. Uh, I don't think the US wants this to go any further. I don't think the US wants blood, to be very honest. Okay, it's politics where you guys are watching. When you hear people say, come on, yo, Israel can have whatever it wants. We're backing it. This is called politics. Look at actions. Don't listen to Joe. Don't listen to everybody else that's talking. Those are words. Look at the action. Yeah. And in terms of action, I don't think the U.S. wants to be involved in any shape or form. It's, it's more like, yo, I made this promise. Fuck, I got to pay this man. Mm-hmm. I got to do this. I gotta, it's like when you promise your little brother that he comes back asking for it. And like, do I have to? So you, you're just pulling up, just showing face. It's, it's I don't be, think they want it. I honestly don't think they do. It's like that dad who's driving the carpool to the vacation. Yo, I'm going to turn this car around. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but because we're looking, but we're also looking at the U.S. trying to still project that image, right? We are the free. We are the good. No, I, I think okay, it's way you, more okay, than okay, that. No, no, but that's that, millions. That's billions of aid that's been going to Ukraine, right? Mm. And hasn't been working properly. Mm. And now you need to what put do you Ukraine mean, to stop. What do you mean hasn't broken properly? Have you hasn't seen, worked ha- at all, to be honest. Ha- have you seen that jewelry? Those blinks? The Cartier? The Cartier. So that didn't work. And now you have to go fo- focus on Israel. And Putin is going to have a field day over he's there. He's been trolling very hard. You know what he's been saying? That this is this is like the Nazi siege, Nazi siege of Leningrad. Don't stop Israel. Oh, bad, bad kicha, Israel. He actually wouldn't have them. No, but again, and for me, it, it, that media image that you're seeing that we're watching, again, it's nothing new, unfortunately. It's something that we've been going through for the past 20 years. We've been very familiar with it for the past 20 years. But at the same time, I think it is different because of the scale and because of the fact that where we are in terms of the world's look at itself, we're trying to be good here. 
So, you know, world be better. Be good. The world be good. Well, honestly, be better. <laughs> Strong well, word. No, no, because I agree Stop. with that. Get help. Uh, yeah. <laughs> world be good. Like, like, I agree with the, the point that you started off the episode with. Like, the world looking back four years ago, is it better to you? Is it not better? No, I don't think it's better. It's we're better. We're better. Way. Saudi's better, right? Are where we are? Where we are in terms? We are of, the world. We are the children. No, no, in terms of where we are as a nation, in terms of the development yeah, that we've afforded ourselves, in terms of the vision that we've set, the, the progress that we made, we look at ourselves and we say, yes, we are on the right path. But everybody else around us, not so much. Oh man, we wish for peace for everybody, bro. We we wish for peace for this region. Get all these groups out of here. Let's figure out actual real solutions. And let's help each other out. Bro. Let's all prosper together in this. We can't have the same region that we had for the last 70 years. It just doesn't work anymore. Like we all want more. And if we're not going to do more together, then we'll, we'll see the point. If you're going to take a page out of someone's book, look at the EU. Just look at the EU. It's the definition of insanity, bro. Abdul. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. Anyway. Do you know what they call a pessimist in the Middle East? I don't like this. It's a trap. An optimist with experience. <laughs> How true is that? That is that, no, right? How true is that? Makes you think. The most so. <laughs> Food for thought. Much. Food for thought. Yeah. Anyway, thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you. I hope this wasn't a heavy episode on you. We tried our best to keep this light. We suck. Started with Dexter. With keyword, <laughs> key, key, keyword here is tried. We tried. Uh, we talked about movies. Yeah. Uh, And I'm sure other things happened in the news this week, but we really have no idea because we've been so glued to this. Mm. I've been so glued to this. And I don't know, man. Someone walked in and was like, bro, you're not 70. Why you keep... I'm, it's not blast. <laughs> it's, it's literally all blast. Honestly, it's hard to detach. Honestly, it is hard to detach. You can't, bro. Yeah, it's hard to unplug. Especially from the live cameras. The live cameras is the one. Every time I hear explosion, no, no. I'm like... Uh, because there's 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 just too much going on and you just feel like you want to be able to support it in any way, shape, or form and at least let me know. So let me tell other people. That's... Anyway, shout out to all the Arabs for the social media game. You guys have been going strong. The BBC is crying. Every time we put a post, you whooped its ass left and right. You whooped CNN. You whooped all these agencies. Keep it going, y'all. Keep it going. The, the only person that's really speaking is y'all. Everyone else is just trying to fight with each other. Yes, sir. We out? We out. Peace. Peace. Peace.